stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any sort of topic that is astrological or related to the topics of romance or relationships, and I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and no, I have not forgotten about you guys. Um, over the holiday season, it was rather... Uh, it's kind of complicated, uh, to say the least, in trying to fit in the next episode, this, this next episode, but I knew I would get here and here I am. So here we are, uh, meeting once again. And I'm, I'm, like I said, one, very happy that you guys are, are still with me. So, uh, as of the 21st of December, we had shifted, so the sun had shifted from the nice, fun sign of Sagittarius to the sign of Capricorn. So, you know, on this wonderful, brilliant new year of what that means. That means, that's right, we are covering Capricorn season today. Um, that is our topic. And what are the key words and the key buzz phrases that we would be looking out for when it comes to relationships? And also what relationships would look like during uh, Capricorn season. Now, before I launch into this, I do want to say with my last podcast on Vesta, um, I did mention that uh, Giselle Bunchen had... Venus conjunct Vesta, and I wanted to make a correction on that. Um, as I've said, I am very, very human at times, and I do make mistakes. This one was caught right after. I mean, I, I love it when this happens. This mistake was caught right after the episode was dropped. So um, it was kind of like, okay, it's a, it's a little two seconds too late, but maybe, you know, like I said, I can salvage it a little bit here. Um, actually, what I did see within Giselle Bunchen's chart was that it was Mercury that is actually conjunct uh, Vesta and um, with that said, you know, not Venus conjunct Vesta. Vesta, or actually, I don't want to say Vesta. Venus was indeed in the same house as Vesta, the Vesta Mercury conjunct, but it was for Mercury as opposed to Venus. What this means though with Giselle Bunchen's chart is that um, just like with Tom Brady, like I'd mentioned with their uh, relationship, they had a lot of similarities within their relationship. And uh, one thing that was very apparent was that both persons were willing to make sacrifices, were willing to commit to the relationship, but Along with those sacrifices being made, they were also very verbal about those sacrifices. So instead of saying, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my need for luxury because we need to rough it out or I need to rough it out for my husband, you know, instead with, and, you know, kind of just let that be from the bottom of her heart. Giselle Bunchen would be more inclined to say, you know, within their relationship, if she had to rough it, she'd be more inclined to say, you know, I sacrificed my luxury, I sacrificed my comfort for you in order to make this relationship work. You owe me at the end. So um, I just feel like, again, this this really contributed to their dynamic within their relationship. So once again, very sorry about the mistake uh, within this new, wonderful, beautiful new year. 
Um, I, I actually had forgotten to say happy new year to you guys. A beautiful new year. Um, shortly thereof within this month, we will be celebrating the, um, incoming of the year of the rabbit, leaving the year of the tiger when it comes to Chinese astrology. So that's something that will definitely be something to look forward to. Also, the even bigger event to look forward to that I cannot wait for. I, I don't know about you stargazers, but I cannot wait for this one personally. The end of Mars retrograde. Okay, if you if you guys are like me and you found that Mars retrograde has been more than just a minor nuisance on life, uh, mark your calendars. As of January the 12th, it will end. That retrograde cycle will end for once and for all. Um, and then, of course, like I said, it'll take a little It'll, it'll probably take a couple, at least like a year. It will take a little bit of time, a longer period of time before we ever have Mars retrograde ever again. And man, I'm telling you, I have learned so many lessons. I have learned so much of what Mars retrograde is in return. And I just feel like my episode did not, I mean, I was kind of recording before the event had happened but I did not anticipate as much as what has actually happened in these last three months now uh, with Mars retrograde. Mercury right now is also in retrograde, but also the good news on that front will be, again, mark your calendars, the 18th of January will be the end of Mercury retrograde. So um, I definitely, I would just say for right now, whatever lessons you can gain from these retrograde planets, definitely gain from them. But just know they will be ending soon. They will go into retro, what we call retro shade soon. So that'll be, that will be very wonderful. But um, coming back to Giselle Bunch and the, the um, mistake that I've made, one thing that I do, uh, one resolution that I'd like to make uh, when it comes to this podcast is to actually minimize as many mistakes as possible. I know, even though that I'm human, still um, making sure that all facts are verified, that they're checked, and that um, there won't be any more mistakes whatsoever um, in the near future, um, especially when it comes to reading the charts or having an episode where there's charts to be read. So um, definitely I offer that to you and still continue to offer to you the greatest quality uh, or great quality podcast as well. All right, without further ado, getting into Capricorn season. So uh, first buzzword, so actually, but why don't I kind of move back just a little bit? One thing that I have observed, and this was back in late Sagittarius season, so kind of the, the week that kind of led up to winter solstice, the week that led up to the 21st. One thing that I had observed with people when I was going for a walk is that Kind of like with Virgo season, um, a lot of people are really very mannerly and very prim and proper. However, unlike Virgo season, whereas Virgo season was, hey, I'm saying hello in order for you, in order to expect from you proper social protocol in that you'll say hello to me back or that you'll even further that with how are you and conduct a very proper social transaction. Capricorn is not so focused as Virgo is with social norms. Um, Capricorn, usually a lot of people 
are kind of just kept to themselves. They're very mannerly. They'll say hello or excuse me um, and making sure that the P's and Q's are met, but they're not really so dependent on you is what uh, the best way I can really describe the energy in that association. It's not like people are dependent on you to say hello back. They're not dependent on you to also return the social courtesy. They're happy to move on in their own prim and proper lives. um, However it equates, you know, they can be independent and move forward within their prim and proper lives, or they can include you in there. Just depends if you do follow social decorum. Um, also, a uh, kind of a personal note, one other thing that I did start to notice uh, when in late Sagittarius season going into Capricorn, well, within Sagittarius season, I do have to say this last year, I felt kind of wanderlusty. Um, I felt like really I was easily bored with a lot of things. I wanted to do new things as much as possible. There's still some of that left over is what I'm noticing with my own energy, which is something I have to kind of come to grips with. I think it might be just uh, something else, another another um, planetary alignment or just another facet of my life that's kind of at play here. But um, I went from being very wanderlusty and wanting to do new things to actually feeling like, hey, especially at work, I mean, I kind of would feel this wanderlusty sort of um, energy. Well, especially at work, I started to shift to, okay, it's time to ground again. Okay, it's time to to get like centered and grounded and make sure that you're meeting goals, expectations, deadlines of your job. And also, you know, just making sure that you remain pretty on great on solid footing in your own life in general as well. So I'm seeing a much more earthier shift um, this season in, you know, ground, you know, being grounded keeping a level head, um, not really being so quick to want to do some things that are new, um, not really being so quick to abandon people for new people, as we'd seen with Sagittarius season. It's more like just remaining grounded, remaining level-headed, making sure your own goals are being met within this month, as well as, you know, that you're also there or that you're of service to other people as well, too. I think, like I said, that's the best that I can really describe this shift that I've also been feeling, which has been a very intriguing shift as well. So with some of these key factors in mind with the the observations, the first thing that I think of when I think of the archetype of Capricorn um, is that a lot of individuals who are either born in the sign, they have a lot of aspects in the sign, and just also just the whole um, energy of the sign as well, too, is that it's a very methodical step-by-step approach. So, like, say that we do have somebody whose sun and moon is in Capricorn, and say that this person is very determined to becoming a pop singer. Now, now, for those of you who are into astrology, for those of you who know Capricorns, bear with me here. I know you're, you're kind of like, hey, this is this is kind of an unlikely choice, but bear with me here because it does happen. Um, but uh, when it comes to the Capricorn who would like to become a pop singer, the first thing is that they would 
instead of like, whereas, um, you know, like Aries would go into just learning how to sing pop and pop alone and get right into the genre and really take front and center stage and also, you know, learn about songwriting along the way and just like really, you know, quickly get onto the stage, quickly, you know, perform and do whatever is needed to become a pop star. Capricorns would, would more likely would do a lot of research into uh, singing, actually. They would look into and kind of maybe read up on the literature of, okay, so what would I need to do in order to make sure my voice is nice and strong, that, um, you know, I'd like to be a pop star for a very long time. So how how can I, you know, make sure my voice stays strong and that um, it, it, you know, stays the test of time, it doesn't wear out. Um, what else can, what are procedures and steps that I need to do in order to make a successful mark, um, on the singing market? Again, with Capricorn, you can always trust them on making a successful mark, you know, burning up all their karma in order to make room, uh, for what they'd like to do within their lives. And like I said, whatever they put their head to, they do make, they, they are successful at, or they make sure that they are successful. So again, it's like, you know, what would I need to do in order to be a successful pop singer? Do I need to learn a musical instrument on top of that? Um, good chance they would um, look into taking up, whether it's the piano or whether it's a guitar or maybe even another instrument of choice as well. I know Esperanza Spalding, she's not in Capricorn, I don't believe, but she's one singer who, a jazz singer who plays the bass as well as sings, which I think is amazing. But um, getting back to this this issue with uh, you know the Capricorn wanting to go into pop singing, it probably would find out okay, um, maybe I should take up the guitar, maybe I should take up uh, piano lessons, you know, just to be on the safe side so that I know like what which register, which key my voice can be ranged in, and then also too if I should want to you know, write songs, I know the basic language and the building blocks to write a song. But then from there, they wouldn't just, you know, level it at the research, they would actually um, go about it with, okay, so now that I know what's involved for pop singing, let's start off with classical, learning classical, instead of just going right into pop. Because with classical, you learn how to sing properly. And classical would be singing in a choir for a little while, singing opera, I've actually seen many people who do a little of both ends uh, when it comes to classical. So, you know, learning classical uh, genre for a little while. Then um, that's not enough to just learn the classical. Um, it would have to be a little bit of jazz, maybe a little bit of soul, uh, maybe even a little bit of the blues um, in there as well to learn like special effects when it comes to the voice that will be needed for uh, pop music. Um, and also not just learning how to do special effects, but how to do special effects properly as well, too. From there, they would still kind of work up layer by layer until finally it's like, oh, hey, I can uh, learn pop singing. And I think by that time, they kind of have the building blocks necessary to kind of teach themselves how to become the pop singer um, that they'd like to become. Or they also find another genre along the way that could really enrich the pop singing experience to where they're not just a pop singer, 
They could also be a folk singer. They could also be, you know, they can also, you know, blend elements of blues or jazz or R&B or soul within their, their pop sound. So that sounds a little more enriched. But uh, either way, it's a, with Capricorn, everything is a step by carefully, methodically stepped approach. If you look at their totem animal, the goat, you know, goats don't just leap up a mountain in one day. They actually um, take a look at the crags. They take a look at the terrain. They take a look at the rocks in order to establish great footing. And the footing is, again, a step-by-step, by carefully step process. You know, sometimes even with a goat, too, they slip, but they know exactly where the next footing is so that they're not sliding all the way down the mountain. Um, They can grab a hold of a footing along there that the, the slip and then they can continue to rise up the ranks or rise up the hill steadily step by step this even goes for a lot of goats that are in morocco that actually um, go up to a tree and eat the berries off of it um, again they don't just hop up the tree i mean they kind of take some time they survey the tree they survey the branches before they hop up there and make sure that their hop up there is a successful venture as well as a, a safe venture as well too so how this relates to uh, relationships, okay, so stargazers, I'm going to just say for some um, within relationships, this might be an easy task. For others, um, I'm going to say myself included. Um, as I said, I'm not a perfect person um, at all. Um, I had revealed in the Vesta episode that I have some commitment issues myself. So this is a, this can be a tricky season for me, uh, synastry wise as well. But, um, if you are dating, if you're single, you're dating, first and foremost, either this is a time and chance where that relationship is going to get serious. Um, the step-by-step approach, it's, it's not going to be casual in any way, shape, or form. Um, within Capricorn season, uh, relationships are going to follow structured norms that might seem really old-fashioned, but um, again, uh, Capricorns are noted for saying, well, actually, it was a, it was actually a Libran who first said this, Makai Bereznikov, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has an aspect or two in Capricorn, because this is a very Capricornian, um, sort of statement that he made. But the biggest, one of his most famous statements was, fun is in the fundamentals. And I know a lot of people, hate the statement. They roll their eyes like, oh my God, that's so tedious. But um, it kind of goes true for this relationship season. Fun is basically in the fundamentals. Um, It might seem old-fashioned or a lot of the norms may seem old-fashioned, but they are needed in order to strengthen the bond that you guys have in your relationship. So casual sex, casual relationships, so to speak, there's really, that's, that's frowned upon during Capricorn season. In Capricorn season, what's going to happen is, okay, so we have dinner and a movie for this date. Well, it's going to be proper to actually make sure that we have maybe a formal dinner on the second date. Um, on the third date, forget about sex. 
because that's really so not proper um, according to Capricorn season. Now, third date is going to be a continuation of getting to know you, um, getting to really uh, kind of become deeper with you and really establish the nuts and bolts of the relationship and really kind of really establish, you know, kind of get like a firm grip and a firm hold on the relationship as well, too. Um, for those who have been in a relationship and just still are dating, this is also a time where that relationship will be deepening. And again, it's going to be by societal norms of what should be proper uh, when it comes to courtship. And uh, again, spoiler alert, it's going, it's not going to deal with sex. It has nothing to do with sex. It has a lot to do with the nuts and bolts and some of the unsexy things that we usually don't like to think about when it comes to relationships, such as, you know, the roles in our relationship, who does what and why, and maybe also rethinking those roles. We will get more into that as we cover the Saturnine aspect of Capricorn. But for those who are in an already established relationship, so like a marriage or a long-term relationship, one thing that I would also say with Capricorn, with that step-by-methodical step, kind of like I mentioned earlier, it's not going to be about passion or sex. Um, again, it still will be kind of like an old, kind of like old school courtship in a way. Um, you know, how can we deepen our relationship? How can we move this forward? Um, again, to, as I was starting to mention with those who are dating, um, say that the husband usually takes out the trash. The wife usually washes the dishes. The husband usually repairs the door jam. You know, you guys will be taking a look at roles and responsibilities that you each have in this relationship. And I think I'm going to go ahead and transition into the Saturn influence of Capricorn. So again, Capricorn is actually ruled by Saturn. And as John Townley had mentioned, Saturn is again all about, and Capricorn too, all about those nuts and bolts, all about the the day-to-day, -day, the schedule-to-schedule. -schedule. So like I said, some of the things that we feel that are really not so sexy but are really key and crucial. So like say that um, we do have roles like who takes out the trash, when, who repairs the door jam, uh, who, you know, washes the dishes, who kind of takes care of the house. Um, those roles will be revamped or those roles will be um, investigated. They'll be very important to hold and maintain. Um, I think within the season two, it's going to be a lot of, you know, you're usually the person who does the dishes. Like you're, you're my wife. You normally do the dishes. So how about... How about I, as the husband, or I, as your significant other, I can do the dishes for the change for a change, you know. Um, also, like having maybe the wife say, you know what, the door jam's broken. Maybe instead of relying on my husband to do this for me, or relying on somebody who's handy to do this for me, how about I can start to repair the door jam, and you know, 
kind of see where, where it leads, you know, try my hand at repairing the door jam. And if it's incorrect, then have my spouse take over or even better too. I feel like, um, if your significant other is seeing that either you're doing the dishes or your significant other is seeing that you're repairing the door jam, that actually those sort of things that the, um, walking outside your usual roles and your usual norms, might actually rekindle a romantic spark between the two of you. Now, walking outside the the usual norms, usually it's not traditional Capricorn, but I really can kind of see where, um, again, I think a revamping of roles will be coming about within Capricorn season. Um, but I can see where romance could fl- could spark with, you know, the husband helping the wife fixing the door jam and they kind of have a, a a rekindling moment in their romance Um, or the wife helps the husband with the dishes. And again, they're kind of rekindling a little bit of their romance that might be lost if we stuck to just traditional sort of assignments um, within the relationship. So definitely moving assignments around in the relationship as well. That also goes for dating too. You know, um, the guy usually pays for the meal. That might be the traditional norm. You know, what if maybe you pay for the meal or maybe you offer to pay for the meal that might you know, that might um, add some conversation to the relationship that might add some spark to the relationship, or you got, you're both working together to pay for the meal um, when you guys are going out uh, for dinner or um, when you're going out for dinner in theater, dinner in a movie, um, you know, again, kind of working together in this arena. Now, I know for those of you who are non-committal, I know what you're thinking. It's like, oh my God, traditional norms. This is a nightmare. It's boring. And I completely understand you. Um, it is kind of tricky and it is kind of hard um, knowing that Capricorn season is all about tradition, you know, really sticking to traditional norms, um, sometimes even feeling like it kind of goes back to the dating of 1950s or the dating of 1960s, or even the 1990s. I mean, when I was growing up, it was, you know, heck, I mean, you went out for dinner and a movie for quite a a while before you even kissed. And, you know, before you even thought about sex. I mean, like I said, since the early 2000s, a lot has changed when it comes down to dating and when it comes down to relating in, in general. But uh, we're going back to those traditional norms. Um, if it is really tricky for you, and like I said, stargazers, I hear you. I'm in that camp myself. One thing that I found to be helpful uh, when it comes to Capricorn season is sometimes to just um, sit and use the season to kind of see why you want the casual relationship or why you're kind of afraid to get into the commitment area. Um, so stargazers over the uh, holiday, I did receive a copy of the body keeps the score by Dr. Bezel van der Kolk. Hopefully I said his name correctly. Um, so far what I have started is pretty amazing, but, um, I do have to say in, you know, how this relates is that, um, within Capricorn season, what I found is I'm actually afraid of commitment because, I did deal with a traumatic experience back when I was 29 years old. And 
you know, the last time I gave my heart to a guy, he massively betrayed me as far as, but I, I felt like what he did was the epitome of betrayal for me. And um, I have been afraid to go into a committed relationship. Hence, that should happen again. I've been afraid since 2013. And, you know, in reading Dr. Bessel van der Kolk's book and starting it, I'm starting to realize these wounds and how they have been kind of getting in the way of with with me for of relating. Um, but, you know, such discoveries as what I had uncovered are usually not uncommon with Capricorn season. You know, actually seeing why you're not committed or why you're not committal. Maybe there's something that's holding you back, like with me, something that's fearful um, or that causes fear that could hold you back. Maybe there's just, maybe it's just your preferred style, which is also absolutely fine. Um, I think using the season to kind of see why you're seeking the casual relationships as you do, and maybe what you could do to try to seek a more committed relationship, what you can do, how you can open up your sites to a more committed relationship how you can actually explore that area of a committed relationship and, you know, see how that can benefit you. Um, for me, I know it's a lot of just trying to trust other people, um, really just trying to open that net for me. I've been closed off for quite some time uh, because of this trauma. So um, really opening the net. And, and including more people in my life, I think is my biggest challenge. And I feel like that's a huge challenge um, considering this, the season um, and considering the demands that we remain traditional and that we remain conjugal um, for Capricorn season. So stargazers, I am not going to lie. Uh, sometimes with Capricorn, it, it's kind of like with um, from Capricorn to Pisces, Sometimes I have to read up on the archetypes of particular signs because I'm not always so familiar. They're kind of, they're kind of lofty. Um, and I think because with Capricorn, we're moving into more, and uh, we, I know this in Sagittarius season, there's a lot of evolution that's taking place, especially within relationships. And these are the signs that are actually like the adults and the far more evolved souls of the Zodiac. So their archetypes become a little bit more lofty as well. But I um, consulted Joanna Martin Wolfolk, the uh, author of the book, The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. And uh, actually, she was quite helpful in reminding me of a couple things with Capricorn um, that I have actually missed. And one of those things is that, you know, while I consider Capricorn to rule the 10th house, which is that of careers, Jenna Martin Wolfolk mentions that Capricorn actually rules the midheaven. So the midheaven is one of those four major points in our charts um, it's actually the beginning of the 10th house and it actually is like the, you know, that that's like the line in your chart that really emphasizes how you look at careers and how you look at jobs and all matters that are practical, but mainly like your career. So like if you have Mars at your midheaven, 
you are like ready to go when it comes to careers. It's like you, you have not only the knowledge, the backing, but your energy, you are just like energetic. You're raring to go for whatever you want to do and really needing what you'd like to do. Um, a lot of astrologers kind of consider um, anything like the sun, the moon, any sort of the personal planets on the midheaven to be like a good in- inclination that the person is very serious about their career um, in that position. But anyway, um, when it comes to Capricorn and the midheaven or Capricorn, the 12th, or sorry, not the 12th house, the 10th house. Um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk mentions that there's very purposeful sort of work or we get into purposeful when it comes to Capricorn. So Capricorn season, I feel like how that relates synastry wise is we're going to see more of a shift from going from casual relationships and more of a shift of going from me centered, uh, relationships as we, as we had seen with Leo, uh, when I started the series. We're going to be moving away from me-centered relationships and having everybody be invited because a huge party to actually um, having more committed relationships. What can we do to deepen our relationship and solidify our relationship so that it can last for 40 years or it can last for the long term? And what can we do to make a long-term commitment and a long-term relationship? I think the whole notion of long term are that's going to be a key buzzword this season as well, and that's going to be um, a deal maker or deal breaker, uh, whether or not you are long term oriented or long term, you know, your commitment oriented in the long term. Um, so again, it might be a little bit of a challenge for those who seek casual relationships. That's not going to be the four for this month. I feel like the four of this month is deepening relationships that you already have established in this sense. Um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk had also mentioned Capricorns have a deep concentration. You know, when they actually set their sights to the career that they'd like to have, or just whatever they'd like to have in their life, they have a great amount of concentration and practical sense of knowledge to actually get from point A to point B. It, it's amazing. Actually, when I've seen Capricorns at work myself, it's amazing what they do. Um, and they usually do it through goals. So it's like if they meet, so they have a goal. So like, you know, with the example, um, the goal to become a pop singer. Um, so while they're laying down, while this person might be laying down the foundation, like say that they do make it to being a really great pop singer. Um, so that's where they take that goal and say, okay, I was great as a pop singer. Let me see if I can incorporate other influences into my work, or let's see if I can deepen those influences into my work. So they tend to work, they tend to set another goal with their success. And then with a success with that, they tend to set another goal and then another goal. That's why I felt like at Thanksgiving, uh, when, uh, my relatives had, someone who is a Capricorn. That's why I've kind of felt like she was kind of phony baloney and kind of odd because Capricorns don't usually brag about their success and brag about their sign because they're usually too busy making goals and concentrating on how to go from point A to point B and making sure they get to the best stages in their life. And like I said, it's amazing like how many mountains they actually scale 
and uh, how many obstacles they face down, they actually stare down, or they actually knock down in order to achieve their success. But um, the way in which concentration comes into play with synastry is that this is also going to be a season of not only establishing a firm commitment, but also really fully being present with your partner. Um, you know, really concentrating on being there for your partner. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking, um, that you're probably thinking like, oh my goodness, I keep hearing everyone wanting to be present all the time. What does it actually mean to be present? Is it this mindfulness meditation that's that this, this, you know, mindfulness meditation bandwagon that's going on or, or is there something different? What I would say is, um, there is a bit of mindfulness involved, but, um, it's really starting to know, it's really kind of taking yourself into being more accountable. So what I mean by that is like, for instance, I've noticed, especially with Mercury retrograde, especially being in Capricorn, surprise, surprise, coincidence, uh, in coincidence, I think not, but, um, I, I've started to notice that when it comes to conversations, sometimes I'm the one who's usually talking a lot and the other person is listening a lot. And I'm kind of noticing it's like, I could really be more of that person to listen more. And the other person could maybe communicate a little bit more and really kind of um, in order to be present with people, maybe just listening more listening to their needs, listening to their full points until they make a full stop and not, um, you know, kind of acting on learned behavior that I've, I've actually had, you know, it's like, I've learned this from my mom where she kind of interjects a lot and I've kind of taken up that habit myself where I've kind of interrupted or interjected. So um, really kind of holding off on that and just doing my best to just be present for the other person in just listening. Now, for me, it's listening, but for other people, it could be, you know, my wife complains that I'm not complimenting her enough. So maybe making sure that you make those compliments necessary for when she does dress nice, even when she's not dressed nicely. You know, if you find that she looks really nice or she looks well put together, don't be afraid to say it, you know, actually state it or take that time to state it. Or for the husband who feels like um, his, you know, he's always asked to do handiwork all the time and there's not much love or reciprocation or not a lot of giving in return. Maybe with the, with a wife, if you're a wife in that situation, maybe finding ways like, you know, fixing the door jam. You know, or trying your, your best to fix the door jam and, you know, maybe have your husband join you and see, you know, maybe you guys can bond over that experience, but also, you know, just trying your hand at fixing the door jam, you know, kind of helping him out when it comes to his to-do projects. If you feel like there's something that needs to be done, actually doing it and, you know, maybe giving that your husband a surprise for when he comes home and a nice surprise at that for when he comes home or just a nice surprise all the way around. Um, I'd say like fix the door jam, don't mention it and let him see that you, you really tried to fix that. And, um, you know, basically 
that alone, I think, can help to help for you to be more present for him or help you to be more present in the relationship. Um, I, I think there's like a lot of little things in relationships that really can be encompassed and just being more present. And I think um, this is going to be a really great season if your partner has a particular love language, like whether they are into gift giving or acts of service or words of affirmation or physical touch or um, even, you know, just quality time, which I think is that, that fifth um, love language as well too by Gary Chapman you know, really making sure that you accommodate for that other partner when it comes to, you know, actually engaging in their love language and, you know, really um, increasing the intimacy in the relationship with that as well, too. I think it speaks volumes if somebody, if they're not into quality time, trying to make for quality time for that, um, for their significant other, or if someone is not really into words of affirmation, but their partner is making that sacrifice necessary in order to make that work in the relationship as well, in order to accommodate for what, you know, by giving words of affirmation, that means like uh, the mountain uh, all the way around for that partner as well. So notice I'm also mentioning the mountain as well, too. You know, again, you know, with goats and Capricorn mountains, scaling mountains, big, big key words here in any way which you, which you can do that in a relationship is going to be a big, huge thumbs up this season. Third key words that um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk had mentioned are constancy and organization. And again, this is also part of the Saturn influence along with the the nuts and the bolts, um, you know, the constancy and the organization, you know, constancy, again, the long-term, the organization, who fits what's role, who fits what, uh, which role in the relationship and, and can these roles be switched up? Now, this is not just for long-term relationships or marriages or partnerships. This can be not only, um, for those who are dating, but also for friendship groups, like say that you notice that there's a friend who keeps bringing like a good old crudetat or, you know, a great charcuterie uh, board, maybe step it up a little bit and, you know, be that friend who actually brings a charcuterie board the next time around and not rely on that friend all the time. Um, you know, with roles in the friendship group too, you know, one person may be listening more and supporting more while the other's dishing more. Maybe, you know, switching those roles up as well, too, to where the other person could be listening and, you know, also giving in that, you know, kind of listening. I kind of feel like listening um, can definitely give the whole world to another person um, just in that very act that you're just there for that person. But, you know, being there for the other person as much as they have been there for you. Um, really it, all the way around, whichever relationship you're in, really kind of giving, you know, being present, being giving, and also switching up roles. I think, again, definite key, key themes that are coming up here with Capricorn season. Joanna Martin Wolfolk had also mentioned a great um, affirming statement. So if you do find that Capricorn season is very tough for you, 
Uh, if you do find it's like, hey, I just want a, a casual relationship and I'm forced to, you know, reevaluating. I don't like this. I just want the casual relationship. Why, why are there so many questions asked? Um, one thing that I would just say, or also to say that you're in a relationship, you're doing what's necessary and you kind of feel like you're just failing or just all the way around. This is just not your season. You're just kind of failing at it. Um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk mentions this for a lot of Capricorns, but I think this can actually apply to all of us this season. If you can't move mountains, then you can at least scale the heights. So going back to the goat, you know, gradually climbing up the, the, the mountain. And it's usually not within a day. It's usually like a couple of days in which they do it. Um, you know, whenever you're feeling that you're failing in the relationship, like say that you've switched up roles and what you're doing just feels like it's not enough. Or say that you are being present for your partner. And again, you just feel like, eh, I just, I could do more. It's like, I, I feel like I could just do so much more. Like say that you're kind of triple, you're kind of like me, a little bit triple A in, in personality. Um, one thing that um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk always encourages is look at what you've scaled thus far. I think the fact that in this season that you've made a commitment to try to be there and be more present with your partner, I think that alone is a scaling the heights. Um, that alone speaks a lot to the relationship. You're making a commitment to improve the relationship and to make it constant to make it long-term, to make it a long-term or, you know, make it long-term and make it long-lasting as well, too. If you are single and, you know, you still want those casual relationships, you can't fight that. That's okay. That's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what I would just say is find ways in which you have um, scaled the heights a little bit. Maybe you scaled the heights by looking at why you want that casual relationship. It still appeals to you. Um, you've looked at the, the deeper sides of why that is, and yet it still appeals to you. That's okay in the regard that you made the, the work, you put in the work um, for yourself. Um, and you know what I usually say with Capricorn season two, even if you might be looking for a casual relationship, don't be surprised that casual relationship might lead to something more. Um, so in that regard, in scaling the heights, you actually prepared yourself for more just in case it should happen or actually most likely if it should happen um, um, because it is Capricorn season. So again, whenever you feel like you're kind of not doing enough within Capricorn season, again, look at how you've scaled the heights. And if you can't, you know, like I said, if you can't move mountains, which we normally can't, um, that's like asking us to be perfect, you know, at least no, she, uh, kind of seeing like how we've shown up or seeing the work that we've done. And sometimes that can be very motivating um, and it can be a great motivation for not only relationships, but you know, kind of moving through the season as well. So now that I've mentioned the generals of Capricorn, time to mention the shadow sides. And yes, there are of a couple. You know, we, we would usually think with Capricorn is, is um, you know, they're very, they're very, um, very well disciplined and they 
they achieve what they want, you, you would think that there's very little shadow sides to their personality, but we are incorrect on this one. So little time for idle pleasure seeking is one, um, you know, really getting very bit like with Capricorns getting very busy, um, with their lives that they don't have time for their family would be um, a big one with Capricorn. I'd also would say getting involved with the long-term and the constancy of the relationship that you kind of, it kind of leads to black and white thinking, which is also part of the shadow side with Capricorn. Um, you know, black and white thinking being, okay, are you, are you looking for marriage? Are you looking for kids? Are you looking to have a family? And if the answer is no, ah, you're out the door. You know, instead of actually trying to give that person a chance that maybe they might not want a family, but they are willing to put the work in to make this relationship a long term. Um, you know, if you were to also look at it in terms of, oh, are you into the long term? Oh, you're not into the long term, you're into casual. Nope, out you go. Again, that's another, like I said, again, that's a shadow side of Capricorn. And what I would just recommend is give people a chance this season. I know that it's all about making relationships more longer term, long lasting, um, really getting down to the nuts and the bolts and, you know, figuring out roles and where they go or how to, you know, kind of revamp roles to rekindle the relationship. But um, really also keep an open mind because even though somebody might not meet the cookie cutter version that you're looking for when it comes to a long-term relationship, they could have a lot of other qualities that could meet what your mold is or what you're looking for and other aspects as to what you're looking for as well. So I just say, keep an open mind as well. Um, and also don't get too, I know this is going to sound contradictory, but don't get too caught up in the Saturnine aspects of the relationship that you forget to find the little pleasures in it. So, you know, like say you're revamping roles, um, you know, again, Enjoy the times in which that rekindles the relationship or where you guys have some fun together or where you guys kind of see each other um, with new eyes for the first time or, you know, maybe see each other with new eyes for the, the thousandth time. Um, again, be, you know, kind of open yourself up for that as well. And also, too, Capricorns have been notably um, accused as being cold and emotionless. You know, um, actually, Capricorns can have a wildly great sense of humor. And I feel like in, in uh, Capricorn season, when it comes to relationships, you know, it's, you know, with the nuts and bolts, getting into long-term relationships, it's very easy to get into cold and emotionless territory. You know, again, that black and white thinking. So what I would just say, again, warm, warm up the relationship a bit, um, share that sense of humor, you know, it, again, even though you're looking for the long term, share a sense of humor or share a sense of, you know, some, some sense of fun and whimsy in there. Um, I'm sure that there is a little bit of a whimsical side to Capricorn. Uh, we just, that we don't really know about and to Capricorn season that we're, we're still kind of, we don't know about and that will kind of come up to us if we look for it. Um, be sure to kind of add some whimsy, be sure to add some humor, be sure to add some lightness, even though you're dealing with very heavy, heavy 
subjects and issues and um, really some stuff that um, will be coming up this season as well. Um, so, Stargazers, I do hope that you enjoyed this episode for Capricorn season. I do hope that it is um, very informative for you uh, for navigating relationships into the future from here on out. As always, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. The moon is halfway full at this point. And it's, I, I saw it like earlier today when it was just broad daylight. It's gorgeous. Um, these last couple of nights too, it's been clear. It's been gorgeous. Um, unfortunately in the Denver area, we are getting a little bit of cloud cover at this time. I know we're supposed to get some snow, but I think in other areas of the world, um, you could definitely see that, um, half moon, uh, the half full moon and the moon just waxing in her wonderful, beautiful glory. I believe that there is I'm thinking it's either Jupiter or Venus in the western half of the sky. There is a very bright star. I'm thinking it is a planet indeed. Um, once again, I think it's either Jupiter or Venus that's there. Definitely check it out. But um, if you're like me, stargazers, and you're finding that the retrogrades, the, the, all these planets that are going retrograde like crazy are just kind of getting on your last nerve or just kind of like, Huh, exhausting. Um, definitely take that moment to look up at the stars just to take a little bit of a break from the chaos and the mirth. And, you know, believe it or not, retrograde planets have some mirth, even though they, they create mostly chaos. But, you know, again, kind of taking a break from all of that, all, all of the, the stuff that's just going on. And it's a great mindful way. We also come to add the origins of astrology as we know it when we look up at that night sky. So don't be afraid to look up at it. But above all, stargazers, a big happy new year. I do hope that your um, holidays were safe and really um, very productive and sound and restful. And above all, a big happy new year. I cannot wait to see what 2023 brings, um, not only astrologically, but just in generally as well too. And uh, between this week and next week, stargazers, be well. Until then, I will see you then. If you have any questions or comments for Sandra Misek, please feel free to contact her at her um, either email address, which is at Misek, M-I-S-E-K dot Sandra at gmail.com at her Instagram page, at Sandra.Misek. Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. You can also, for as little as $5 a month, become a member uh, to this wonderful podcast. Uh, visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details.